Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. Last week, we looked at exercise goals, how to set reasonable exercise goals and how to attain them. And I gave you a little bit of homework. I asked you to set a small exercise goal, then divide it in half, then divide it in half again, and then go out and try to reach that exercise goal. Now, I'm going to ask you, did you reach it? And for most of you, although I can't hear, I would say probably about 90%. My next question is, why not? Now, once again, number one answer is going to be, I didn't have time. We talked about that last week, that I didn't have time simply means I didn't find enough of a priority to make time for it. Now, not fussing at you. We've got to just figure out, well, what are the other reasons behind it? First one that I, I was talking to someone this week And they just, I don't need to exercise. My blood work was fine last time I had it done. My cholesterol was good. I don't have any issues. I don't have any problems. Well, I looked it up. And according to Science Daily, up to 50% of all cardiac deaths come with no warning. In the United States, that's about 325,000 people every year who thought they were fine that there was absolutely nothing wrong with their heart and the absolute first symptom that they had of any problems with their heart was sudden death. And usually even with blood work or any other things, by the time you start showing symptoms, by the time something's wrong, something's dreadfully wrong. So you don't want to wait until you're having problems climbing the stairs or your cholesterol's way out of whack or your C-reactive protein's gone up or whatever measure that you're going to use is, is wrong, you're in big trouble. So it's much better to be proactive about this. Another one I heard in the same conversation was, and besides, I've got really good genetics. Well, the problem is only about 25% of your longevity is genetically determined. 75% is determined by what you do. People say, well, obesity runs in families. Yes, so does the love of gravy biscuits. A lot more is determined by our behavior and our environment than it is by the genetics. So with those two having been said, and I realize that 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 probably did not convince anybody that you still need to exercise, but we'll revisit this topic down the road and maybe by then we'll have convinced you that you need to at least consider exercising. Let's get on to some other reasons other than we don't need to. One of the next big ones is I don't like it. I remember a conversation I had with someone said, I I just don't like to exercise. I don't do anything that's exercise. I thought, I can't believe you don't like to do anything active. And and after talking with one of them, they said, well, I love to dance. I said, do you dance much? Oh, about every day I'll put on some music. I'll dance with myself in the mirror. And I said, well, do you uh, breathe heavy when you do that? Do you start to perspire? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm just drenched when I get done. You realize that's exercising. No, exercising, that's like running and then lifting weights and, and doing push-ups. I was like, no, what you just did there was exercising. And I think a lot of people really believe that in order to for it to count as exercise, it has to be awful. And it really doesn't. There's a lot of things that people enjoy doing that qualify as exercise. Hiking, biking, dancing, canoeing, anything that gets your heart rate up and keeps it there is considered exercise. And the more you like to do it, the more you'll stick with it. 
Another way to cut down the on the I don't like it aspect of exercise, find a, a friend that can work as an accountability partner that likes to do the same activity you do and do it together. Uh, it's so easy to, you know, I'm a little tired. Uh, I'm just going to skip the, the walk today. I'm going to skip the hike today. Uh, I'm going to lay out a dance class. But when you've got a friend that's going to meet you there, and they're going to be standing there waiting on you. It gives you a little more incentive to get up and get moving and get out and do whatever exercise it is that you need to do. One of the next ones that's a really big one is I'm just ashamed. I've let myself go. I obviously, I'm not an exerciser at the moment. And that's something we need to get out of our heads is you know saying I'm not an exerciser because every time you repeat that to yourself, it becomes more entrenched in your brain. Just get up and walk to the mailbox and back or, or walk, do something and say, I exercise. And then from then on, you can say, I'm an exerciser. But anyway, that, that was a little aside. It still comes back to people being ashamed of how they look, ashamed of what they can't do, ashamed of the shape that they're in, instead of being proud of the fact that they're actually out there trying to better themselves. You know, if I go out for a walk, yeah, people are going to stare at me. If when you go to the gym, you feel like you're being stared at. You feel like you don't fit in or you want to compare yourself to other people. You know, if you're lifting weights, you got some guy there that's picking up small cars with one hand. And here you are, you know, you're trying to lift the 20 pound weights and it just gets to be an embarrassment. So you think, well, I'll just not go instead of just being proud of the fact that, hey, I'm here, I'm doing it. And although I have full episodes planned on why it is that we focus on the negative instead of the positive when it comes to reaching our exercise goals, the fact remains that we still feel uncomfortable and emotionally vulnerable whenever we go out and start a new exercise program. And that's something that takes a little bit of work. An accountability partner really helps with that because you know, you're not alone. You've got a friend to help you. And try to make sure that this accountability partner is is a friend. And it's hopefully someone who's at a similar uh, fitness level as you. Because if not, then you're going to start to kick yourself and feel bad and feel ashamed for holding your accountability partner back. And that defeats the purpose of an accountability partner. Another thing is to find the right workout space, uh, either someplace that's private where no one else can see you. Some gyms have separate places that you can work out. Certain exercise classes are geared more towards the non-exercisers and they have a very low judgment level. So those are some things that, that might help. Another one that comes up is, well, the weather was too bad. Um, it's either too hot to go out or it's too cold to go out or it's raining or I mean, you can keep filling in the blanks for the weather being too bad. In that case, you're going to need to find an indoor workout space. It reminds me of the people early in the mornings that are out walking the mall. There are some places that have indoor tracks that open up for free for people to use at times. If the weather is an issue, if you're one of these people that just doesn't like the outdoors, then you need to find something indoor that, that works. Once again, like a dance class, a line dancing, something like that. Those are great ideas for classes. And the last one I'm going to cover today is it just costs too much. To get a personal trainer, that's a fairly major expense. A gym membership, that's a major expense. Some of the workout classes, you know, they, they can run into a considerable amount of money. Now, as an exercise professional who 
makes his living helping people work out, I'm highly acutely aware of the price that people have to pay for fitness. I really want to make sure that I don't price it so high that people are denied the opportunity, the access to uh, fitness classes, but I also want to make sure I don't price it so low that I'm denied the access to, say, food and indoor housing. So that being said, I also know that there are a tremendous number of free workouts available online. Um, You can look at YouTube. Now, you do need to be careful because some of these, they're free and you still don't get what you pay for. Some of them are absolute garbage, but there's a tremendous number of them that are great workouts. Um, Maybe sometime I'll do a, a uh, podcast where I review some of the free workout sessions or give you some recommendations of free workout sessions that you can do online because some of them are absolutely amazing and these people do a uh, great service to the world by making these available for free. So I hope that gives you some ideas of things that you can do to overcome your reasons for not exercising. Hopefully it gives you just a tiny bit more encouragement to go out and actually do some exercising. So once again, I want you to set a small exercise goal then I want you to cut it in half. Then I want you to cut it in half again. Then I want you to find a, a, a friend that can work as an accountability partner and then find something that both of you like to do, something that something in a space that would be private or would not be something that you'd be ashamed of. And if you need the good weather, something that's indoors, something you can afford, and then do it. Next week, I'm going to walk into a fitness professional's minefield. Just by opening my mouth on this topic, I'm going to start to make somebody mad. We're going to discuss nutrition, what you should and shouldn't eat, the basics of the food that goes into you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.